Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe, but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Hallelujah. He's going to be 96 years old. He don't look a day over 90. My goodness. <laughs> Messing with you, Lewis. Love you, brother. Matthew chapter 11. Appreciate the opportunity to minister here. Amen. Uh, this morning, hallelujah. In April of 2009, uh, Somali pirates took over a U.S. cargo ship on the uh, Indian Ocean off the Somali coast and had taken the captain captive with threatening to kill this man and actually had a AK-47 on his back, to his back, uh, not far away, amen, a Navy destroyer was out there in the water. Some uh, Navy SEALs, amen, came upon that destroyer, some snipers, and within seconds took out all the pirates. That's gangster right there, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And so, afterwards, back in, meanwhile, back in America, the, uh, one of, uh, a Navy SEAL, amen, from a particular squad was being interviewed by the local media, and he was asked his thoughts about this. He quit very succinctly. Despite what your mama told you, violence does solve problems. All right. I I can see you're not with me this morning. We'll get you on board in just a minute. Hallelujah. So the reality this morning, amen, is that violence has often brought the needed peace. You want to stop a fool from being a fool? Beat him down. (laughs) Now this relates in the physical, but how many of you know that in the spiritual, it's no difference? When I was in the world, I was a thug. I was a real gangbanger, not a Kmart, you know, homie. I didn't go a day without busting somebody up or doing something crazy. You know, I don't remember ever getting around with everybody, all the other gangs, and can't we all just get along? (laughs) Hey, let's have a cookout, and let's just hold hands and sing kumbaya, and let bygones be bygones. I got scars all over my body, amen, and ain't no bygones. Come on, somebody. But you see, we bring this same attitude in the kingdom of God. Oh, come on now. Can we all just get along? Can, when's the devil just going to stop messing with me? Never. 
You got to shut that fool down. You got to beat that fool down. Come on, somebody. The only language that the devil understands uh, is the language of spiritual violence. Uh, The only language uh, that the devil understands uh, is you taking the sword of the spirit to the gates of hell. Mm. Y'all will forgive me this morning. I got congestion all over my head, so I'm... uh, Going to be acting probably a little loopy. You're thinking, you're thinking you always do well. It's going to be worse this morning. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 11 verse number 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven rather suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. That's my kind of scripture right there. Amen. And that ought to be the kind of scripture of every man of God, every woman of God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Matthew 10 and verse number 34, Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And what Jesus is saying is that the only way to peace. How many of you want peace in your life? I like peace. I like when I'm peaceful. I like when my home is peaceful. I like, amen, when there's spiritual peace. I like when I ain't worrying and full of anxiety and all kind of problems. Amen. Oh, beloved, I'm here to tell you, amen, if you're going to overcome, amen, and if you're going to have peace, you're going to have to take that sword of the Spirit. Amen. If you want true lasting peace, you're going to have to do violence to the kingdom of darkness. Amen. And I want to minister a message I've entitled... Violence does solve problems. Amen. Brother asked me this morning, what's the title of your sermon? I said, violence does solve problems. He says, okay. He started walking away. I said, don't you forget that. I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God and violence. Amen. A few years ago, there was a movie called The Kingdom of God. And... um, I'm not sure, uh, you know, uh, what all was involved in it, but apparently it was about the Crusades, the battle of the Christians, amen, against the Muslims and trying to retake Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, when I'm talking about, amen, the kingdom of God in violence, that's not what I'm talking about, all right? Just, just so you know. Amen. So I'm going to talk to you about an undeniable connection. It is clear from the word of God. It is clear from the words of Jesus and from the words of the apostles, hallelujah, that reference was made to something in which violence and the kingdom of God were undeniably connected. Paul talked about the weapons of our warfare. Amen. Ephesians 6, he spoke about wrestling not against flesh and blood. In 1 Timothy, he said, fight the good fight. Now, what's a good fight? A good fight is when you're busting somebody up. See, a good, oh man, I've seen, you know, back in the day, they'd be all busted. Oh, that was a good fight last night. Don't look like it was a good fight for you. Missing a couple of teeth, y'all jacked up. Oh, come on, somebody. Good fight is when you're standing and the other fool is down. Amen. 
In Hebrews 10 verse 32, he says you endured a great fight of affliction. And so fighting and faith, amen, spiritual weapons and warfare. Do you see the connection? If you thought for a moment that the moment you got saved, the day you got saved, that you struggle, like Brother Oliver was preaching about, amen, that your struggle was going to cease, amen, I got news for you. It's just beginning. Amen. And so we must think about an inescapable consideration here that we as believers, amen, we've got to think about what we've gotten into. The scripture says in Luke 14, verse 31, what what king Jesus said going to war against another king sits not down first and consults whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you ever think about, about this? You know, what, what, what are we getting into here? Come on now. What are we getting into here? We had, I remember one guy that wanted to join our gang. I said, all right, you want to be in our gang? He says, yeah, man, I want to get that. I want to do that. And at, before the last word came out of his mouth, pop, 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 we're beating the daylights out of him. He started crying. <laughs> what were you expecting? You thought we were going to make you swallow some goldfish? <laughs> Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. We must consider what we're getting into here. Hallelujah. This is a battle. We got saved. Amen. You were, you were a slave of the devil. You were captive by the devil. You were getting beat down by the devil. Your marriage was getting beat down by the devil. Amen. Your body was getting beat down by the devil. Your family, your children. Oh, come on, somebody. Your finances were getting beat down by the devil. You got saved. All of a sudden, amen, the tables turn. Now you're supposed to start swinging. You can't just, uh, huh? Huh? Start swinging, baby. <laughs> Listen, when I was in the world, I was very, very violent, extremely violent. I live for violence every day. I remember getting stabbed one time. I didn't, you know, I didn't think like, man, my mom was right. I should have quit a long time ago. <laughs> was it? I wasn't thinking like that. I wasn't thinking about, man, I better go to church. <laughs> no, no. I was thinking, man, I'm dying, but I want to, I don't want to die because I want to live uh, to fight another day. I don't want to die like this. Come on now. And that's the kind of mentality that we need in the kingdom of God. Amen. See, the kingdom of God is not for wimps. It's not for the weak. It's not for the well-meaning. It's, oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> it's not for those, amen, who can't stomach a good brawl. Amen. It's not for those who become too civilized. I'm not talking about being stupid or acting crazy. 
I'm talking about spirit. I'm speaking spiritually, all right? Get, don't, don't, don't get crazy on me. Amen. We become too civilized. We come to church and, it, you know, we want everything to flow like leave it to beaver. Ain't like that in the kingdom of God. Everything you do when you wake up in the morning, it's a battle throughout the day. It's a battle when you come to church. It's a battle when you go to work. It's a battle when you go on the streets. It's a battle. Mm. Glory to God. The Bible says we press into it. Amen. It's for the desperate. For those who, how many of you ever had a fight where you fought desperately? Oh, those were some good fights. I remember one time some guy was giving me the beating of a lifetime. (sighs) These two teeth ain't really my teeth. As when you know you've been in a real fight. You're missing a couple teeth. Your nose is all jacked up. Amen. You don't look the same. <laughs> I mean, this guy's giving me a beating, man, and I'm I'm like paralyzed. I'm like, my legs were like jello. I'm just swinging. And he's a pop, pop, pop. You know, I fought a lot of dudes. This guy, he wasn't that big, but we had some big guns. And Every time he hit me, I could feel it. I mean, my whole body. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, and I remember thinking, man, and you know what was, what was really sad? It was in my neighborhood. And all my homies were there. But I had specifically told my homeboys, don't nobody get out, I'm going to teach this fool a lesson. <laughs> But that night, the teacher was getting taught. I mean, this guy's busting me up, man. I'm going back. I remember thinking, I'm going to die. But you know, I'm desperate. I hadn't given up yet. See, that's the problem. It's too many of God's people give up. Oh, come on, somebody. I hadn't given up. I'm going down. But all of a sudden, this guy stopped for a minute. I don't know why he stopped. Maybe to catch his breath. Maybe he wanted to finish it off in a fancy way. You know, do I don't know. A bolo. But you see, the thing is, is I, I'm thinking all this time my mind is rushing. My body ain't doing nothing, but my mind is thinking. When he stopped, I'm desperate. I'm grasping for whatever. The only thing I can come up with is a kick. Pow! Slow motion. Up here so y'all can see. Check it out. Slow motion. (laughs) That's desperation. And you know what? When I did that, the fight was over. It was over. I don't know. He just crumbled. <laughs> now, if you would have saw me the next day, you would have thought, man, you got beat down. But praise God. <laughs> See, we're called to press in, aren't we? The scripture tells us to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. There is an unalterable contention that we are involved in. Amen. You know, years ago when I was an evangelist in Prescott, this story has become a legend. We were on an outreach, and some of you may have heard about it. I don't know. 
Uh, you know, I've traveled all over the world and I hear, hear the story everywhere, but it just keeps changing. It keeps snowballing. <sighs> Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Pastor Martinez was out there, and these 20 guys came at him, and then he just stood up, and they all fell down. <laughs> I, you know, uh, Pastor Martinez picked up the jawbone of an ass, and he beat down 10,000 Prescottonians. <laughs> this happened on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. When I went to church, Pastor Lamb was the assistant at the time, and he's the first person that I encountered that morning i walked in and he says i heard about your kung fu moves last night <laughs> i said you know what i don't know karate but i know crazy amen and crazy is better than karate see we are in a contention the that night let me clarify we were on an outreach. A young man was street preaching. Somebody didn't like what he was preaching. So he came up behind him to punch him. My son Ricky, who had just gotten out of the Marines and just rededicated his life, to steps in and grabs this guy before he could hit this brother that's preaching. He's going to come up behind him. My boy grabs him and starts talking. What's wrong with you, man? What are you doing? All of a sudden, all his buddies jump on my boy. Well, that's my boy. So... I ran over there. I didn't go over there all crazy, man. I got in the middle and I start talking to these guys. Come on. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> I didn't say those words, but you know, I'm trying to come on guys. We're out here preaching and all of a sudden, man, I'm right there. And I mean, there's, I don't know how many there was. Uh, you know, I don't want to say there was 15 or 20. I, I you know, oh, that wasn't that many. There was a lot of them. All I remember is hands, fists, feet swinging at me. And I'm like, no, you know, this wasn't really that long ago. I was already in my 40s. Three years ago, I was. You know. And so listen, I was doing pretty good for a little bit, man, just ducking and bobbing and weaving. And all of a sudden, man, this big old corn fed kid, he punched me right in the face. Boom, around how. Well, you know, at that point, I, I realized, man, that there's, you know, there's no way out of this. And I, I, I looked at my son. And I said, son, because he's still holding on to this kid. <laughs> you know, I, said, <laughs> I said, son, I said, let that boy go and put up your dukes because we're in a fight and there's no way out of this. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you do that. You start fighting back. The dynamics change. See, this is this was like my bread and butter. This is how I used to like to roll. <laughs> All of a sudden, man, the tables turned to our favor. Wow. <laughs> Don't do this at home. You know, in the kingdom of God, it's no different, man. You know, there's a time when you just got to fight. There's a time when you can't just be calling your pastor. There's a time when you got to just put up your dukes and say, all right, devil, it's time to do this. Amen. Glory to God.
We have to fight. You can't run. Right? Got to fight, man. I want to talk about suffering violence for a minute. Amen. Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. Amen. And basically he's saying that the kingdom of God will be subject to hostility and to hostile forces. Come on, somebody. So let's talk about this hostile environment. See, the reality is that we live in the world. You know, as we, every time I come to Vegas, I always think, God, thank God we don't live here. And I don't misunderstand me. I mean, this is a great place. Hallelujah. Precious souls everywhere. It's a wonderful place to preach the gospel. But man, there's a reason why it's called Sin City. Come on now. But the reality is, amen, I live in Ogden, Utah. Huh? Yeah. And it's Sin City there too. People get killed. People get shot. Amen. Marriages fall apart. Uh, We have drug addicts. You have it all. Amen. It's there. We live in a hostile environment. The church is in a hostile environment. Amen. We live in the world. We're not of the world, but we're here. And Jesus himself came into a hostile environment. In John 1 verse 10, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. Amen. And we should expect no different, beloved, as Jesus himself warned. Amen. We're not going to win a popularity contest. We're not here. And I'm not saying you go out and be a deliberately obnoxious amen but beloved we're not here amen to win a popularity contest you know i have shared my uh, my testimony in many different places all over the world once in a while god will open a door in a school i just recently was in gallup new mexico just a few months back and i was able to get into one of the high schools we had close to a thousand Kids come out about 900 plus. And you know what's interesting, amen, as I am there, you know, just sharing my, my background where God brought me out of you. You know, we're allowed to say just about anything except don't you mention the name of Jesus. It's amazing when you do that, everybody gets all on edge. Come on, somebody. Amen. When I was a young disciple, I used to work in a, in a, in a restaurant. I was a short order cook and, uh, there was a, a waitress there and, and uh, she was, uh, she was just foul and nasty. You know what I'm saying? Just nasty. And, but she was a youth leader from a church. And one day, man, I just, I, you know, I, I just kind of had enough and I, you know, I did kind of react a little bit on a, you know, but she just, I got upset, man. She's running her mouth. I said, you know what, dear? You need to get saved. You need Jesus. <laughs> She's like, well, well, I'm the youth leader of my church. <laughs> Come on, I don't care if your mama's the Pope. <laughs> well, it wasn't long. You know, I mean, I th- isn't that amazing? I mean, all I did was share with her Jesus. You need to get saved. She's cussing and speaking foul. Amen. But I'm called in the office. Oh, come on, somebody. 
See, the result will be persecution. Amen. Again, you should know, expect no different than Jesus. John 15 verse 20, the servant is no greater than his Lord. If they persecuted me, then they're going to persecute you. And this word to persecute means to chase, to come after you, or to come against you. See, the reality is, amen, the word, this is the true evidence of our Christianity. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, amen, Paul recounts his own experience with suffering and persecution at the hands of men who were under the influence of hell simply for living righteously. And then he adds to you and I, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. People will come against you, right? Amen. And he's saying... That this is the case, and it's not unique or limited to Jesus. It's not limited to to Paul. It's not limited. It's this is this is the common lot of all of us who endeavor to live faithfully for God. Amen. Uh, All of us. uh, Hallelujah. And in fact, this is the actual evidence that we're living for God. That you're being persecuted, not because you're being obnoxious or you're being a jerk, but because you're preaching the gospel and you're living for God. Hallelujah. So let's talk about in closing, amen, uh, taking it by violence. The Bible says the violent take it by force. And we need to have a little bit of that violent spirit within us too, amen. This term to take by force comes from the Greek word harpazo, which is the same word uh, that is used concerning the the rapture of the church. When Jesus comes back, uh, he's going to rapture us. He's going to harpazo us. Hallelujah. I like that. Sounds good. Harpazo. (laughs) Ha. Should be Spanish. Maybe it is. Scripture says that we're going to be caught up. In the clouds, amen. And this word, harpazel, amen, or again, to take it by force. It means to seize a hold of, hallelujah. It literally means to take, to pull, or to pluck up. Come on, somebody. In our text, listen to me. This is what we are to do in the kingdom of God. Amen. To seize it, to grab hold of it, to pluck it up. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Everything that pertains to the kingdom of God belongs to us. We are to press into it. Hallelujah. You know, in my church, God is helping us there in Ogden. Having great revival. Amen. I I can't think last Sunday morning, I think we had. 15 or 18 people saved. Just visitors, man. Sunday night, a bunch more vis people at the altar. Just God wonderfully moving, visiting us. Disciples raising up. We've been planning churches. Amen. God's greatly helping us. But let me tell you one thing that I do. You don't have to do this, but this is what I do. Amen. When I go to church in the morning to pray, several times a week, I'll sneak away from the prayer room while everybody else is in there. And I'll go into... uh uh, into our sanctuary and I start marching around the sanctuary. Amen. I, I start praying and marching around it and laying hands on the walls. Uh, amen. And I march all the way. I'm not going to do it right now because I'm going to get tired, but I march all the way around just praying. Amen. And taking dominion and telling the Lord, Lord, you say in your word that wherever the soles of our feet shall tread, you will give us, uh, amen, the dominion. You will give us uh, the victory. Hallelujah. 
That's what I press is God, whoever walks into the perimeter of this building right now, when I'm marching around, you're going to touch them. You're going to save them. They we're going to, we're going to snatch them out of the kingdom of darkness. We're going to pull them out. We're going to block them out. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. It means to seize, to get a hold of, to get a hold of everything that pertains to God's kingdom. The promises. Oh, come on, somebody. The blessings are calling that Pastor Oliver preached about. Our destiny, hallelujah. Our healing, our deliverance. Souls, neighborhoods, cities, nations of the world. The violent take it by force. The violent seize it or take hold of it, pluck it. Secondly, it means to force into or literally to force your way in. Come on now, I like that. You know, when I was in the world, if I wanted to go to a party, I went to a party. I didn't wait for an invitation. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we'd show up uninvited and unannounced. And not only that, we would take dominion. Well, what's that on the stereotype? Put on some earth, wind, and fire. Come on now. Oh, come on now. I wish that the church would do the same thing. I wish that the people of God would do the same thing. Just, oh, come on. Just show up unannounced, uninvited. We're taking over this city. We're taking over this country. We're taking over this park. We're taking over this neighborhood. See, the church is not called to ask permission. I know there's different rules in different cities and all. I understand that. But you know, in my city and in my state, state of Utah, <laughs> you know, we, I mean, that's just how we roll. I, you know, pray for me that God will change me. But I, I, I kind of like myself this way. <laughs> I, <laughs> we had a, a man come under my ministry. And he'd just been under, under us for a short time, but he'd been saved for a long time. And we launched him out. And so, you know, he's, he's a good guy, but he's just not really like an Ogden guy, you know? So he goes out and he's having great revival, by the way. But he asked me, he calls me, he says, Pastor, you know, uh, we're supposed to do this outreach Saturday at the park, but you know, they're talking about permits. And I said, batches? We don't need no stinking batches. I said, brother, I said, I don't know about how it's rolling over there, but, you know, all the guys that I've launched out of here, you know, we don't, you know, if the cops show up, they usually show up when it's all over. So don't even worry about it. And we, and he didn't, and he don't, and we're having a revival over there. Now, I know some of you are going to take that, well, you do what you got to do, but I do what I'm doing. All right. And it's working. When it stops working, then we'll fix it. If it ain't broke, why fix it? <laughs> That's gangster right there. <laughs> We're not here to ask permission of the world. Don't get me wrong. We do need wisdom and we need to do what we need to do. But you know, we haven't had that need over there. We haven't. 
Amen. And the church, we're not here to ask permission of the devil. We're not going to ask permission of the city council. Hey, can we put a church in your city? <laughs> Come on now. We're here, amen, to lodge ourselves and to wedge ourselves in the midst of the darkness. Amen. The gospel says in Luke 16, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presses into it. To press literally means to force your way in. Amen. Force your way in. I like what uh, Brother Louie was saying last night. Amen. I, I was just in China a couple of months ago. My daughter and uh, my son-in-law are there. Amen. And, and uh, had just God's just wonderfully moving, man. God doing a powerful thing. Got great little couples, disciples, amen. It's just a, a wonderful, wonderful. It's amazing. It's just God, you know, we didn't ask nobody's permission. We, hey, uh, you know, uh, Mao Zedong or whatever his name is that's there now. <laughs> we, you know, hey, well, let's do this thing. Let's do this. And God's doing a work. Lastly, amen, this word to take by force means to crowd out. To crowd out. You notice that wherever Jesus went, he crowded demons out. Come on now. I like that, man. Crowd them out. Remember when Jesus shows up in Gadara, amen, gets off the boat. Oh, come on, somebody. And here comes this demon-possessed man. And Jesus doesn't back down. He doesn't get back on the boat, say, let's go back to the other side. But I could see Jesus, man. And I could hear somewhere in the background, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly music, remember? Can somebody do it for me? Thank you, Pastor Lamb. <laughs> I mean, I could just see Jesus, uh, amen, standing before uh, that demon-possessed man and saying, this town uh, is way too small for the 2001 of us. <laughs> and I ain't going nowhere. See, the church, we are here to establish dominion and to crowd out hell. Listen, this is the only way that I've ever known to do it. You may think, well, pastor, that may, that's a little whatever, you know, it's different. I don't know how it, how it is anywhere else, but everywhere I've ever gone, that's the way we've done it. And, uh, and, and certainly I've learned some things and I've gained a little bit of wisdom here and there. Amen. Not too much, but a little bit. But I have found that it's always best to crowd the enemy out. <laughs> Amen. I like it when we show up on an outreach. And, you know, I got all these guys in my church. They're all ex-thugs from just, you know. And we'll be, you know, hundreds strong going into a park or more. And somebody will say, man, pastor, we're rolling deep. I like this. That's right. We're rolling, but not because of us, but because when we show up, Jesus shows up. Hallelujah. He establishes his dominion. He establishes what he's trying to do. Hallelujah. And listen to me. The church is here.
to establish dominion, to crowd out hell. Crowd them out from your life. Crowd them out from your home. Crowd them out from your marriage. Crowd them out of your children. Crowd them out of your finances. Crowd them out of your city. Crowd them out of your church. Crowd them out of your outreaches. Come on, somebody. We were having a miracle healing crusade one time. Uh, Pastor Greg Mitchell and we uh, were not able to secure the building, the, 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 the amphitheater that we normally get, so we had to have it in the park right across the street from the church. And so we're there, amen, God's gathering people. And some, uh, some Mormon missionaries showed up. That's right, we have some over there. We got a couple of them. <clears throat> they showed up and, and then they came uh, the first night and then decided to come back the second night to bring more of their buddies to try to, you know, overcrowd us. And so I, uh, I'm watching them. So I, uh, I, I called uh, uh, my head usher over, Big Ross Wilson, who was uh, former Mr. Utah and uh, signed with the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Big boy. I said, listen, brother, I said, uh, these guys, if they start mocking or whatever, I says, you need to, you know, keep an eye on them. I don't want them to, to start talking to folks in the church or, or doing anything crazy. You deal. He said, yes, pastor. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm being sensible. I just, you know, brother, just make sure that they don't just give them a warning. Well, that didn't happen. They, they started laughing and mocking and, and Ross went over there and said, you don't need to get out of here now. And, um, they said, but this is, this is a public park. He said, no, it's ours. <laughs> that's what he said. So he says, you got to get out now. And that's how he talks like Mr. T. Got to get out now. So, you know, these guys kind of freaked out a little bit. So they started going across the street to get in their cars that they had parked in our parking lot. <laughs> so Pastor, Brother Ross goes, oh, you can't get on our parking lot. But our car is there. Tough. <laughs> He said, you're going to have to wait till we're done. <laughs> so for the next 45 minutes, <laughs> they were without a land to call their own. <laughs> now, I did have a talk to Brother Ross afterwards, but you can't really do that. Uh, but you get the picture. <laughs> Got to take dominion. Amen. The violent take it by force. We establish and we crowd the enemy out. Hallelujah. We crowd the enemy out. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise as uh, pastor comes. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. 
Reason number three. Premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four. Our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe, because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.